Hey, you are watching and listening to the Ultra Perform Show. It's performing your best in business and life. You performing your best in business and life. Today, I have Chris Miles on our show. Hey, Chris. How's it going, Adam? Great. How are you? Just fantastic. Good. Um, he is the cash flow expert, and I love being able to talk to our guests before they're on because I get to, like, pick their brain just a little more, right? Um, but he's he shared, like, how he's lost money and gained money, and just he's just a go-getter and keeps after it no matter what. He's called the anti-financial advisor, and he teaches entrepreneurs and high-paid professionals how to get their money and business working for them so they don't have to work so hard for money. And that sounds kind of like, like sometimes for me, I've had to work really hard for it. And I've always seen people like you, Chris, like, how do you guys do that? What is that? Right. It's like a different language almost. Right. Right. Uh, But tell us, how did you get to this point? What did you do before all this, before what we were talking about uh, earlier? What, what led you down this track? Yeah, you know, like, I actually initially wanted it, like, 20 years ago, I was going to college, I wanted to become an actual, like, a, like a business consultant, right? Someone who goes into big corporations, tell them how they're treating their employees like crap, and walk out with a big paycheck, you know? But I figured, like, if I'm going to do that, I should have real-life business experience. And so the first thing that came along, when I, I dropped out of school, I dropped out with my bachelor's with one class to go. I just had one class to go, I dropped out, it's like, I'll take a year off, let's go find a business, get some real-life experience first. And so I did, and the first one I came up with was becoming a financial advisor. So doing all the traditional things of, you know, spend nothing, save everything, pay off all your debt, all that kind of crappy advice that just doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what I was teaching. And I ended up liking being a, a, an, an entrepreneur because I loved having control of my own time, my own money, my own freedom. Like, I didn't want anybody to tell me how much money I could make and what time I could spend with my family or not. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up going down that route. I stayed totally out of out of uh, going back to the the uh, college world and stayed out of college and and ended up going the entrepreneur route and uh, and then about 2006 um, I actually found out I started meeting other guys who were millionaires guys that you and I both know mm-hmm. and I was like wow like they don't they teach the exact opposite stuff they laugh at the advice I'm giving people you know so I actually quit I was like I can't teach this ever again I can't stand integrity and teach something mm-hmm. that doesn't work because I saw sure. the evidence I saw people not retiring not becoming financially free mm-hmm. even though that was my goal when I initially became a financial advisor right yeah and so it's 2006 I quit I said I'll never teach about money again I'm done I'll just do ballroom dancing I'll just teach that and then do mortgages mm-hmm. and so I did um, that was in March of 06 by June of 06 in July I found out I was able to retire for the first time when I was 28 years old. And I only had like 3,000 bucks in my checking account. So just, a few, just a few months, you're saying, right? Yeah. Same year? And it was just like creating streams of income. And in my business specifically, I mean, this was back in the day when there weren't terms for it. It was very organic. Mm-hmm. But it basically was affiliate marketing. I basically was really good at I had some good referral relationships and realized I could have abundant mentality by sharing. You know, and I had connections and I had said, hey, you need help. They have what you need. Let me connect you. And they're a regular referral source, I would get a cut. Mm. And next thing I know, I'm making four or five grand a month working like four hours a week. And I thought, hey, no, so I was like the original four hour work week. Yeah, before. I was going to say, there's a book. Yeah, right. I've read that book. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great book. It's actually, it explains a lot of what I went through. 
Um, and so I did that. And then in 2007, I came out of retirement because people kept asking me, well, how'd you do it? And so I came out of retirement to teach people that. Um, but that's when I started running into all the crap where I was like a million dollars in debt. You know, the, the whole recession happened. Everybody we're working with were real estate investors, so they couldn't pay us. I cut off a lot of my income streams to do that. That kind of thing, because that was like my mission, you know, my next thing. So I kind of turned my brain off and my cash flow. Yeah, it's funny. And, I've done uh, that before, too. And I'm like, oh, why did I do that? For oh, me? yeah. Looking back, it's like, man, I was a moron. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, it was cool because I was able, I mean, I mean, it sucked. I mean, it really did. I mean, for like a year and a half, I struggled a million dollars in debt, about short 16,000 a month. And then I, I couldn't in integrity teach people how to get out of the rat race. That whole integrity thing came up again, right? I can't teach something I don't do. And so, uh, I had to get creative and that started teaching people about cash flow. Like, how do you find the money? Cause a lot of them would say, Chris, I'd love to hire you, but I don't know where to find the money. Mm. In the back of my mind, because I wouldn't say it out loud, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, my financial situation probably sucks way worse than yours. I bet you I can find the money. Yeah. And so I tell them, like, hey, if I can help you find the money, would you hire me? Like, well, yeah, of course. That makes sense. And so that's how I started out. I started doing that and eventually started developing a process. And by the end of 2009, it got down to a point, point where I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And we got into some great relationships. We went from a company that was almost bankrupt to a company that now is doing over five million a year, and uh, and ever since then, now I teach people how to get out of the rat race again, and how to live the life you want, and work whenever you want, however you want, with whomever you want. And uh, great thing is, you can do it from wherever you want. I mean, I'm I'm in Austin, Texas, right now because I want to be somewhere warmer than snow in Utah, right? Yeah. So, so you I live in the Utah. Utah. The other three months, I go snowbird somewhere, you know. So you're in you live in Utah normally. I live in Utah most of, most of the year, and the rest of the time I go somewhere else warmer. Yeah, the right, right. It was warm here for a bit, and now it's cold, right? <laughs> That's what I see. It's, it's looking like if you guys keep getting snow all the time now. Finally. Yeah, it's snowing right now, or it's about to. Exactly. So how yeah. how do you how do you do it? Like, uh, how do you do what you do? How do you create passive streams of income? I mean, what can you share with us today in our short time? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways. The, the cool thing is you've got to realize there's so many ways you can create it. Um, you can create it from, one, your relationships, two, you know, through your business, like, or mental capital, and or three, through your money, right? I mean, those are really the three areas, relationships, your mind, or your money. Now, the money one's kind of easy. Like, that's the one I'm, I'm working with most of my clients right now because I get a lot of entrepreneurs that say, hey, I'm making more money, but where's it all going? Or... Maybe they're professionals like doctors or whatever. They're like, hey, I make a few hundred grand or so a year, but I want to figure out how I can stop working. Like, how can I retire in the next five or ten years? And so uh, so a lot of times with those people, it's super cool. I'm like, hey, we can do things like doing passive income with real estate, but not like the whole fix and flip crap that a lot of us did like ten years ago. It was more like, a, hey, let's just do turnkey real estate, something easy that pays cash flow regardless. Hmm. And, uh, and like, for example, I just had just in the last two days, I had two clients where they came to me and that was their big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them found out that just this year alone, they can create an extra $94,000 this year with the cash they have. Um, and the other one was 70,000 a year, just mm-hmm. this year alone. Yeah. Um, most people make between a hundred to 200,000 within the next five years just doing that. And so, I mean, really getting to the point where they could totally retire. And one of them, you know, one of those couples are in their thirties, you know, um, 
So, I mean, that one's, in my mind, that's the easy one, even though most people don't have no clue how to do that. It's not just like real estate. There's other ways to do it. There's like oil and gas. There's things with like, you know, funds and things like that. Um, not mutual funds. Like I'm totally anti-stock market, which is funny because I actually taught 200 people how to trade stocks and options. I actually like taught them how to play the markets. Back in the um, day? Back in, yeah, back in the day, like right around 2005, 6, 7, and 8, I was teaching people how to do that stuff. Um, but again, you know, the whole, the whole integrity thing, I had to tell them, listen, you're not investors, you're gamblers, you know, and you really, you know, you're, you're riding waves. I just try to teach you how to do it as, as risk, risk less as possible, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so, yeah, money is definitely number one. Number two is through your, your relationships, and so I kind of mentioned that one before with like creating like affiliates or joint ventures, right? Sure. Um, so like mine started out like very organic. Um, I remember one of my friends, he was a millionaire. He asked me, he's like, Chris, do you like doing mortgages? I was like, um, not really. Like, I mean, I love teaching about it. And I love people getting results, mm-hmm. but I hate paperwork. And I absolutely despise like when I tell him, hey, it'll be like three, four weeks before this closes. And then the next, the very next day, they're saying, hey, is it going to close yet? You know, it's like, stop email, you know, calling me at 2 a.m. Like, I don't want to do that. So, I, again, I want a life, right? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I, I have a friend that does mortgages, and he has stories to tell for sure. Oh, yeah. It's like, so he's like, yeah, why don't you find somebody who likes doing that stuff? Hmm. So I did. I found, I, found a, I found somebody who would partner up. We just split it 50-50. And so I talked to somebody for half an hour, an hour, teach them, get them all ready. It's like, hey, let's do this send that guy to finish up the rest and a month or so later I'm getting a check for like a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks. Great. It was it was mind blowing because up to that point in business, like I'd spent the previous four years or so working my tail off, thinking that, yeah, you know, you hear it's not about working smarter, it's about working you know, not about working harder, it's about working smarter, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it never really hit me because I still thought I had to like really like punch it out and do it all myself. Mm-hmm. But when I realized I could surround myself with a team of people and actually share in that abundance, share in that wealth together, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't a consideration. I didn't want to split commissions, right? So I had to do it all myself because I didn't want to split anything. But after that, I was like, this makes sense. This is awesome. I do what I love. I do what I do best at. They do what they do best at. And everybody's happy. In fact, not only was, was I happier, not only was the guy that was getting my mortgage leads happier, but the people, the clients were happier and they were sending me referrals more so than when I was doing my own mortgages mm-hmm. because it was like, everything was just perfect. And from that, I was like, well, what else can I do? And so I remember I, I had a jeweler that I, I bought like, you know, like my wedding ring at, you know, and stuff. And at that jeweler, I knew that they had a referral program. I'm like, what do you guys pay for referrals? Oh yeah, we paid 5%. Just, you know, send them our way and tell them that you referred them. I'm like, great, give me your business cards. And I'd send them there, and the next thing I'd get like a $40, $50, $60 check in the mail just randomly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally mailbox money. And so that was big because I was like, whoa, like who else? And who's like a good business that I can connect people with that needs something like that? Interesting. And I don't do that with everybody, but yeah, really. I did it with a few companies. I was like four companies I did it with at the time. I was making four or five grand a month. And uh, it's very easy. And even today, same thing. I make over 10 grand a month you know, essentially like residual or passive, depending on how you, how you call it, just because I have those connections, those relationships, and I'm trying to, again, create value for them. Hmm. Great. That's pretty neat, Chris. That's, uh, what, when you were younger, were you always like this? Like, uh, 
No, I've heard, like we talked about some people, I've heard their kids' stories. Do you have a kid's story where you... I, I used to sell candy to uh, grade, school, grade school kids when I was in middle school. I'd run out uh-huh. and pull out a cart and sell them candy. Did you did you have anything like that? Because I've noticed a lot of the time people at your success level have always been doing something, even at a young age. You know, I'm probably the exception to that. Um, I was a very, very quiet, introverted kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not talk at all. I mean, mostly because, like, I, I had my confidence squashed as a kid, you know. So, you know, growing up, I was like the nerdy kid, right? I was the kid that everybody would come to for answers, which that is still true today. Like, um, I mean, most of the kids were like, I, I would, you know, I'd try to get with the popular kids, and the only thing they wanted to do is copy off my homework. And so I remember, like, in middle school, um, like, uh, kids would say, like, hey, what's the answer for this? And I was so fed up with people just using me for my answers. So I was like, well, it's, let me, it's just like this. And I explained it so dumb to their level that they're like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, they write it down, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's funny, I still do that today. Like, I, I take financial concepts that people think, like, oh, that's so hard. I, I make it just easy, like, no-brainer common sense. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I can hear that. I realize, looking back, like, oh, that happened then. But yeah, I mean, but I did, I did do some entrepreneurial-like things. Like um, my very first venture was actually trying to create a, a special uh, uh, protein shake because uh, my mom did Herbalife, you know, back in the '80s. You know, sure. lose weight now. Ask me how. Has they, they still, they're still around, you know. I know a bunch of Herbalife people, so be careful what you say. I know it's making a resurgence. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's like like the old school Herbalife. I didn't even know it was network marketing. I didn't even know what that was until like 1999. You know. <laughs> Um, but she sold it retail out of her, her uh, art gallery and stuff, you know. And, uh, and I remember just taking that and Tang and I can't remember all the stuff I threw in and trying to make a drink. And it was horrible. Yeah, and I sure. it calorie. So it was like a $13 drink, but it tasted like, like vanilla orange crap, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was my first venture. But, I mean, I was, it was horrible. It was a flop. Mm-hmm. And so... No, I mean, most of my stuff I learned later on. I mean, I took my gifts, my talents, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I, I was, I was always looking for something. I did want to excel and I always try to excel in something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't always like sales or business. It was really like, in just, you know, it could have been in sports. It could have been in school, but it was typically just whatever I wanted. If I wanted it bad enough, I would excel in it. That's great. Yeah. I, I can see that. Like I, I noticed that you're just, you just go after it when you want something. <laughs> Um, what are some ways that people can free up their cash flow? You know, there's lots of ways. The, the first way uh, that I always recommend is starting out as a basic starting point mm-hmm. is start tracking your cash. Like start tracking what's coming in and what's going out. Um, tools I use like for your business, I, of course you use things like QuickBooks because it's like an accountant's dream come true if you use QuickBooks, right? <laughs> as boring as it is, yeah. they want it. So there's QuickBooks. Um, for personal, I use mint.com, mint, like M-I-N-T. Um, I use that one because it's, one, it's free, and it's easy to use, downloads. Um, I, I can seriously, like, in one, it, like, I've timed myself. If I just want to update one week's worth of numbers, it takes me, like, four or five minutes. Hmm. It doesn't take long at all. It's super, super easy. And when you start teaching it, it becomes smarter, so it remembers and stuff. But, you know, if you start using things like mint, I mean, whatever you put your attention towards will expand and grow. And so if you want to have more money, you got to pay attention to it because, I mean, it, because the opposite is true. I mean, whatever you put your attention towards, that law of attention expands and grows. But also there's a law of atrophy and decay because mm. whatever you ignore dies. 
Yeah. It'll leave you. Yeah. Because if you ignore your health, it's going to leave you, right? Mm-hmm. You ignore your teeth, they'll fall out. You know, you ignore your spouse, they'll leave you. If you ignore your money, it'll leave you too, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's no different. And so it's a matter of just tracking it. And most people are taught to be savers. You know, they're taught to, you know, the good thing to do, good, right, is basically be a fearful, scarce monger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or it's, just, it's never enough, that you can never save enough, never pay off your debt fast enough. The problem is they always look at the money going out. They're always nitpicking the, the expenses. Yeah. But they don't really pay attention to how do I make more money? How do I get more money coming in? The flip is opposite. It's also true with spenders. Spenders are also in scarcity. They look at what's coming in like crazy, mm-hmm. but they want to ignore what's going out. But if you do both, you have that balance. You watch the whole flow of money flowing in and out. It gets so much easier. Mm. And so that's one great way to do it. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, there's ways to look for like saving money on taxes. You could say uh, most of the entrepreneur clients I have will save at least three to 5,000 a year just by applying like one strategy, even, you know, mm. or multiple strategies and things like that. Like I had somebody in network marketing in doTERRA, you know, an oil company that um, she had six kids. We got, and, and she realized that she could pay her kids, you know, all the expenses she was already paying for kids, like clothes and extracurricular activities, school stuff. She's like, wait, I can just use that same money, but pay it towards them because I can't write off school supplies or extra, you know, or sports, but I can write off paying them my payroll because you pay a kid $6,000 a year, it's tax-free. Well, so she had six true. kids, yeah. you know, with her six kids in California, like she ended up saving like over 13 grand in tax savings a year mm-hmm. by funneling all that to her kids, you know, same money, no difference. Just and it's all legal. It's all legal. all legal. All totally legal. Mm-hmm. All in the tax code. It's not nothing shady. It's something that the IRS and the lawmakers already created, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just a matter of pulling a trigger and finding the right tools. And so um, things like that, I mean, Paying off debt, I, I don't even tell people to look at the interest rate. I tell them to ignore the interest rate, mm-hmm. uh, but instead look at the cash flow and what that does. So I have a formula that does that and stuff. So, uh, in fact, a lot of the things, the main ways, there's like seven key things that I do for helping people free up cash flow. You can actually find it on moneyripples.com. Mm-hmm. There's actually a free ebook called oh, Beyond yeah. Rights and Beans. Oh, great. So that's the free cash offer you have? What's that? I know it's the free oh, offer you have, the, the, the PDF. Yeah, so that one right there has got all those tips, and it's like a 28-page book because I put page breaks and pictures in. <laughs> so yeah. it's like a half-hour read if at most. But uh, but a lot of those mm. tips are right there. Like it's uh, it's almost like the same things every time with people. Mm. You know, there's I mean there's dozens of ways you can find and free up cash or make more money too. Um, that's the key is that you can free up money, and there's ways to do it. Especially if you're not tracking your money, you're mm-hmm. probably losing at least $500 a month. If you're an entrepreneur saying, I've just been so busy, I can't even focus on my finances. Sure. Every time an entrepreneur has told me that, I've found at least 500 bucks a month that they could have been saving. And that doesn't even mean they have to be cheap. They don't have to, like, you know, cut out all joy out of their life. You can still have a life. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times just by looking, pay attention, you can find money. Yeah, you know? you kind of have to have joy in your life. Otherwise, you lose your motivation, too. It's like, oh, I gotta cut all these costs. I, I can't dry cl- clean clean my clothes anymore. Or we can't go out for dinner tonight, honey. Let's eat noodles. I mean, eventually it's gonna wear on you. I mean, the, I mean, we see those movies, but that's a rare item when people can actually survive and live that way, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, it's just it's just not doable. And 
honestly, like, what, what of us want to live a life where we live a life in scarcity, where we feel like there's never enough, that we always got to, like, you know, throw every little dollar into your crappy 401k that really doesn't do much anyways. You know, you're throwing everything in there. You're putting all this money away, paying it to everybody else but to yourself. Mm-hmm. And for what? I mean, and that's, and that's if you're lucky enough to live that long to even enjoy the money. Yeah, yeah. And so my thing is, like, why not enjoy money now? Like, why not enjoy your life now? Don't have to blow it. You can be responsible. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, do the things you want to do. I mean, like me snowboarding in, in Texas right now. You know, last year was California, which, by the way, next year we're definitely going to ocean, either Florida or Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We miss the water right now, right? Cool, cool. But like, able to do that, like, it actually wasn't that hard to do. Uh, it, it was actually just, it took a little bit of, intention and focus to be able to say, okay, how do we make this work? You know, and how do we adjust things and how do I make sure that I'm online, you know, and I don't have to go anywhere. You know, I went to my first networking event in months just last week. I was like, sure, I'll be belly to belly with people. It's been a while, you know, did you were, like, did you were have to do all those things to make amazing money. I mean, I make seriously at minimum five figures a week, if not sometimes six. And so that's the thing is like, there's, there's so many ways, so many cool things you can do. Um, to have a life that you can enjoy now and and do the things that have been on your bucket list, but not have to wait till you're 60 years old or someday. I mean, my my previous marriage when I was being an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur for 16 years now. I mean, I remember telling her, hey, no, we'll do that trip later to Disneyland. You know, just let me get my business up and running. Let me get it going a little bit more. I'm like this. Then, I've never said that before. You know, just gotta hustle a little harder, just yeah. a little few more of my 50, 60 plus hour weeks, or you know that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, like the best thing that happened to me was actually going through a divorce about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. If you notice, every time I say the best thing that happened to me, are usually the suckiest experience. Yeah, yeah. Right? Your growth curve, right? Your growth. Yeah. Curve. Yeah, the growth stuff. And so, like, so my divorce, like, I was so emotionally distraught. I shut down. I had plenty of time, but my energy for in focus in the business wasn't there very much. I was barely maintaining the clients I had. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is I realized my business didn't totally die, even if I was working five hours a week. And that was an epiphany to me. I'm like, wait, maybe I've been doing it all wrong. Maybe I'm just being busy and not really being productive. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I started like cutting things out. I was like, hey, I'm going to stop speaking as much. I'm going to do less live events, not more, like I was being a coach to do. Sure. I'm going to do less. And I'm going to, you know, and I'm actually going to, you know, I went to like two a, two a year, two events a year. Um, I went from six down to three instead of six to 12. It went down, and my income jumped up. And then I started focusing on just my podcast. I have like my Chris Miles Money Show podcast I do, and I started doing that and focusing on that more because I noticed that my voice attracts people. You know, my face, you know, eh, it's okay. Cool. It's cool. But, uh, <laughs> well, thank you for sharing it with us today. What's that? Thank you for sharing it with us today. I know. It's so rare. You know, yeah. like I usually just hide behind my computer mic or whatever, you know. So um, that's the thing is like once I found the things that worked, it's, it's amazing how all said like I had more time, but I could make more money in less time. Mm. And so, a lot, I mean, so much of this has to do with our personal belief system, our mindset, more so than the financial strategies. I mean, those are great and those are cool, but it is a one-two punch. You got to have the mindset with it, and you got to have the strategies to go with it. Wow, it's pretty neat, Chris. So, how do you how do you get people to break free? Because I'm sure, uh, I mean, even for me, I'm experiencing right. You're uh-huh. you make you're saying you make five to six figures a week, you know, depending, right? 
How do right. you break that barrier? Because I've seen that. Because I've done, you know, where we met. I've done CEO space and millionaire mind and all sorts of stuff. And I yeah. see, I saw myself break free, and that's when I started hitting those numbers. Um, but what do you do? What's the most common thing you see when people are blocked to making more money like that? Because it sounds to them like a fantasy that's not real. They, they can't even comprehend it. What's the most common thing you see to help them break free from that? I totally get that. I mean, uh, now I'll tell you, like, I hit 100000 a week for the very first time. That was just last this last month. Mm. You know, like, that was, like, the coolest thing ever. Normally, that's not the case, right? Um, I, I'll i tell you, because I, I just did a podcast episode on that, in mm. fact. Um, I'll tell you the secret of what I realized to hit new income barriers, because you tend to hit ceilings, right? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like this range almost. It's mm-hmm. it's almost like Price is Right. I can't remember which game it was, but it has like that range, and you have to like you know it has to fall just right within that range, and or you lose the prize, right? It's kind of like that because all of us have a floor. All of us have a place where we just don't go below. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when my floor was just like if I can make five thousand a month minimum, cool. And then that floor bumped up to ten thousand. Yeah, right? it changes, right? Yeah. And I remember like ten thousand was like the goal because I know almost every entrepreneur like how do I make an extra ten thousand a month? And, uh, and then pretty soon, like, I, I started breaking that, you know, pretty consistently. I'm like, oh, well, that's my new floor. Like, going below 10000 seems boring, right? And then I realized, like, oh, I've done it before in my life. We've all done it from high school on or from being kids when we made a couple bucks or a quarter, you know, for doing our chores, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have to mentally break it. And so I had to let my mind go there first. Mm-hmm. I had to see it in my mind first mm-hmm. to have it happen. So, uh, for example, like uh, – Two years ago, my goal was, how do I get 20000 a month? How do I make that my norm? Like, how's that my, my regular pay? And, uh, and but at that time, you know, 10 to 12, 13000 was easily my range, right? So I had to double it. And I was like, well, how do I do that? And I had to just get myself to a place of seeing it and what it required. And I was trying to do it. The thing that was key, I had to do it without doing more time, requiring more time, right? Sure, yeah. How yeah. that become possible? And, uh, and eventually I just had to go in there in my mind for months. I mean, it took, I'd probably say, uh, I mean, I probably went in my mind there for a year uh, before I finally said, oh, I'm actually there already. And by the time you get there, you're not even surprised. Like, that's the essential thing. Like, you get there like, oh, that's normal. That's what it should be. In fact, wasn't I there before? And so it, it goes from, po- you know, you go from impossible to possible to probable to eventually to inevitable. Like you got to filter through that in your mind. And so that's what we had to do is like, I had to go to that inevitable point. Like, I was like, this is just happening. This is it. And so that eventually happened too recently where I was like, how do I get my mind to doing 50,000 a month or a hundred thousand a month? And same thing. I did that last year. I had to go through my mind from like last summer, all the way through the summer till the fall. And then finally, I remember in November, I was like, Oh, I hit a hundred thousand a month. Finally, like sweet. So you work, uh, you work on your mindset. You just kind of coach yourself. You brainwash yourself in a way. Uh huh. Or you coach. Yeah, I just have to think that my reality. Like it starts in your mind first. Everything's created in your mind. If I can see it, I know I can create it. Um, it's like what Napoleon Hill says: whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Right. Yeah. And so, but for me, the next step is: can I see the image of my mind? Can I see that? Can I see the numbers show up? Can I see what I'm doing Mm -hmm. to create that? And, uh, and the more clear that vision is, the faster it gets accomplished. Great. 
Well, Chris, I want to make sure I get you out of here so you can get to your next show. If people want to work with you, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, uh, either way, you can email me, Chris, that's C-H-R-I-S, at moneyripples.com, like M-O-N-E-Y-R-I-P-P-L-E-S.com. Or you just go to my website, you can message me through that. Um, and also, yeah, check out my, I mentioned my podcast. Check out my podcast, The Chris Miles Money Show. Check on iTunes or whatever. I mean, short 20-minute episodes typically, but I get a lot. They're awesome. Great. And if they want that free book, they go to moneyripples.com, right? Same and place. They yep. download it just somewhere on their products or something? Yep. It's just yeah. right on the front page. Yeah, you'll see it right there. You'll see the book Beyond Rice and Beans. That's cute. Yep. Beyond Rice and Beans. That's nice. Nice. To yep. now I kind of slap in that, you know, that Dave Ramsey guy in the face, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't worry about that uh, countdown, but thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you guys keep your, yeah, thank you very much for that. Uh, show us your shirt real quick. Can you show us oh, your yeah. shirt? I got this for my friend. There you go. Guys, nice to you. Nice. Cool. Thank you very much for being on the show, and thank you guys for watching the Alt Perform show, the show about performing your best in business and life, weekdays at 5 o'clock. See you guys later. See ya. Thank you, Chris. Have a good one. Thank you. Yep.